Okay. Good morning, gentlemen. So uh, we are in Asura Yuxin. It has a definite flavor, all this genealogy and the families and where they come from. Uh, we're going to start from the Tanu Rabbanan. Our rabbis learned, where our rabbis taught. It's about six lines from the bottom. Um, Tanu Rabbanan. Ben Tishishanim Um So at what... Um, we've been talking about people of different lineage and their ramifications to being married to somebody that is not appropriate for you. Uh, if a person, a, a woman who's married to what, what they call a puzzle, somebody who she's not supposed to be married to, that affects her status. So uh, the question is, uh, it doesn't even, not, it's not only if she's married to him, even if she has relations with a person that, uh, so the question is, what if that person wasn't bar mitzvah? So does that make a difference? So basically, we assume that once they are nine years in a day, they have the equipment uh, to, uh, that if they were to, a woman were to live with them, that would affect her status. So that starts nine years in a day. Once a boy uh, is nine years in a day, and if he's in valid lineage, he can affect uh, the woman. Uh, if he's a, a convert from an Ammoni or Moavi, Mitzri, Yadomi, Kusi, Venusin, Cholul, Mamzer, Shabo, and uh, even if she didn't do it willingly, Shabo, uh, he, he, he had relations with the Kohenis, Levia, Valbas Yisrael, Pasluha. So now they, uh, that affects her status. What does it affect? Let's see Rashi. Pasula, Kohenis, Minatruma. If she's the daughter of a Kohen, she can't eat Truma anymore. Eating truma means like you're eating from the Mizbeach. You're eating from Hashem's table. You're representing Hashem. So once she lived with a, this person of these tainted lineage, she's possible. So, L'Kohenes uh, Minatruma, U'mina Kahuna, and now she can't uh, marry a Kohen. Now, a Livio, Yisraelis, they can't eat truma anyways, but they could have married a Kohen, but now they can't uh, because... Shabot, Shabot means she can't, they came. Regardless of the circumstances. Well, it didn't say that they got married to her or that she... I, that's the way I understood. The, the, I understood that term, Shabot, means they came on to her. It just means that they... Regardless, it's just the physical... Right, that's right. Having relations with a puzzle, with a, a person, invalidates them from Truma and from marrying a Kohen. It's eating from Truma if she's a daughter of a Kohen, and then marrying a, a Kohen could be a Levio Yisrael, is the way Rashi says. So that, that's the... So these... Uh, basically, uh, if a woman has... And I, I, I don't know if I mentioned to you that uh, women that, when they're younger, are not so careful in all the... You know, that they violate some of these rules, and then when they get older, they want to marry a Kohen, uh, they're going to have to try to remember who their boyfriends were. If they had boyfriends that would it made her invalid, like a non-Jew, certainly a mamzer. I don't know if they knew if they had a mamzer or the today, Baruch Hashem, we don't have the Mitzri and the Adomi. And the, but if they had relations with certain types of, of people, um, that would invalidate them from marrying a Kohen. Uh, that's the uh, or and what if they don't know? They didn't ask. You know what religion are they or whatever? What if they didn't? Uh, and, and today, if people think somebody's Jewish. They don't know if they're Jewish. They really don't. Um, in the old days, that was like, 
you know, you would say once a person is sitting, what's the difference? Even apparently there is. If a woman has relations with one of these psulim, uh, it, it makes them that now they can't go and marry a Kohen. Okay, anyway, so that's the first halacha. Rabbi Yossi says there's a different way uh, to look at this halacha. He says, Kol Shizara puzzle. If you were to have a child and the child couldn't marry a Kohen, then that means if you marry the husband, you'll be made invalid. And anyone who it would not affect the kids, we're gonna, the Gemara is going to explain all this. What's the, it's, it's actually very similar. Uh, the, uh, as Rashi says, the later on, the Gemara is going to explain how is this different. But basically, you look at if this person were to marry this woman and their child wouldn't be able to marry a Kohen, then it's clear that the marriage uh, uh, invalidated them from a Kohen. But you can tell by the, if, by the product of the marriage. Uh, and again, we'll see why he picks that as the uh, way to look at it. But it's similar to the first thing. And even the third opinion is similar. Rishim Gamliel, Omar, he says that we turn to today's page. So if you can marry the daughter, if the Kohen can marry the daughter, then he can marry the widow. If you can't marry the daughter of this relationship, uh, then you can't marry the widow. So, um, and these three opinions are, are similar. Again, there, there's going to be specific cases that they differ. We're basically saying that if a woman marries someone or lives with someone who's uh, an invalid person, then that could affect your status. The question is, do we look... Um, uh, what do we look at? Is it just if they have relations? Is it if they had relations, their kids would be messed up? Or do you look at if you can marry the kids? And again, we'll have to see what the difference of expressing it this way is. But they are similar. Again, they all should sound somewhat similar. The, the results are, you'll see they're very, the, it's limited differences between them, but there are differences. So the first question is, what's the difference between the first two opinions? Whether you can marry the mother, marry the daughter. What happens if somebody, if a woman were to have relations with a second-generation Egyptian convert? Um, her boyfriend was, he, he's, again, he lived as a Jew, his parents converted, and he's the second generation. So the rule is, you really can't have a marriage with an Egyptian convert until after three generations. So she lived with this guy, you know, in sin. Uh, she married, she could have even married him in sin. Uh, but the question is, and then he died, can she marry a Kohen? Or can she go back to eating truma? So the rule is, so if you look at the, the uh, just she had relations with him, that's it. She's, she can never marry a Kohen. Or, or do you look at if she had a child, could that child marry a Kohen? Well, guess what? If you live with a Mitzvisheni, their kids are kosher. It'd be a third generation. Right. So even though she lived in sin, it didn't invalidate her kids. And so you see that the relations that she had didn't create um, a child that would be invalid for a Kohen. So that tells you the status of the mother. The fact that the mother could have a child that could marry a Kohen. In other words, the, it, the father... Father's Egyptian, he's second generation, right. Right, so his, his child, so that doesn't tell you that he would be kosher. No, so, so what, what happens, the question is... I, I understand, this is a more mako mahalich in terms of evaluating the mother. That's right. We're not looking at the mother herself, we're looking at... Well, the, the way to tell the mother is, is the way to tell whether those relations yeah. 
made the mother puzzle was what did they what did those relations create? It, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because I said so. Yeah. yeah. That's what it It's a different mahalas in terms of evaluating her. And okay. I feel like I could have also said, well, since we see the status of the father is not kosher, then we can tell now the status of the mother is not kosher. That was the first opinion. That was the first opinion. Different mahalas. Okay. Yeah. Um, so and and the, now, so now the Gemara wants to know why. What what? How do they get the different mahalas? But that that there's but but they're very similar in most cases. If the if the mother and father weren't supposed to be married, the kids also if the mother um, then the kids also wouldn't marry. But there is this one example. So and and uh, how do they get their difference? Omer of Yochan Vishnehem, Both these opinions they they learn out from Kain Gadol Ba'amana. They learn out what happens when a Kain Gadol ignores the rules and marries a widow. The he he's doing a sin when he lives with this widow, Upasabo, and he makes her invalid. She no longer can eat truma, even though she married the kohen gadol, and she no longer is ever eligible to marry another kohen. Af anybody that uh, has relations with somebody in sin, even if it's the kohen gadol, that makes them invalid to eat truma. She can no longer be an entity that puts truma in her stomach and, and eats it as if she eats from the holy table because she lived a, uh, um, with somebody she shouldn't have. Rabbi Yossi Sabaki Kangana He says, um, that's similar to that. My Kangana Bamana Shizar Apostle, that relationship invalidates the kids. That relationship makes it that the kids are no longer Kohanim, Apostle. Of course, Shizar Apostle. If the kids are invalid, then the parent is invalid. Lafuke Mitzri Sheni, that would exclude a second generation Egyptian father, convert. Sheen's our apostle, that the kid is not. Once you have three generations, they're able to come in. Bakal Hashem. Okay, that's, that's, again, it's a fascinating, that's one discussion. The two opinions, is there a, um, uh, does it make a difference if the kids are apostle or not? Okay. So now this is the third opinion. He said, If you can marry the daughter, then you can marry the widow. Then you can't marry the widow. It sounds very similar. We look at the kid. So he says, don't look at the kid, look at the daughter. What, what, uh, what's the difference? So, um, yes. According to him, the difference would be if the mother lived with a convert from Amon Moab, guess what? The daughter of a Moavi just asked Rus his kosher. So if, uh, so if the mother lived in sin with an Amon or a Moavi, so do you say, since she, she, her relations were a sin, she's no good? Or do you say, since they produced a kosher daughter, uh, it didn't invalidate the mother? So they also, he learns from Kain Gadu just like the kind and the widow, it makes the kids invalid, then that makes her invalid. Anyone whose kids are invalid, they're invalid. Um, in the case of kind Gadu, any kids they have will be invalid. It means anyone who all their kids will be invalid, even the females. What's fascinating is, is that the boys, 
that she has are invalid. Some of her kids that she has are rejects, but some of them could marry Jewish. So do we look at, do we look, does it have to be that she's totally incapable of producing a child that can marry a Jew and that makes her no good? Or what if only some of her kids are? That's right. That, how do we know? It's only the male Ammon that's good for nothing, not the female. And the Moavia, and the, and the male Moav, Moabite, below Moavis. Okay. So that's the, uh, that's this, we're kind of done with that discussion for now. Um, about coming up with this concept of somebody uh, living with somebody that would make them puzzle. Do we look at just having the relations or do we look at what are the ramifications of the children and that tells us the status of the mother? And we had three opinions. Okay, it's interesting. They all learned from the Alman of the Kain Gadol. That's, that's the, uh, the source of that. Okay. Omer Kista. Now we get to the doe girl. What about if she was married to the doe boy? She was married to the... Um, the Issa, we've had, uh, we started talking about that before. The, the Issa is a nice way of saying we don't know where he comes from. We don't know who his mommy and daddy are. We don't know who, uh, he's an Issa, he's a doe. Usually, uh, the person, uh, usually you, you know who a person's, uh, what you get. You have a mother, a father were Jewish, they were this, they were that. You know that you know where they come from. An Issa is somebody that you're never going to know, they're already doe. It's already made. And you don't know. So what if a widow is married to one of these people that we don't know what they are? So would the kids uh, um, uh, would the kids be eligible to marry a Kohen? And would if her husband, the doughboy, dies and now she wants to marry a Kohen, would she be invalid? It's really what we call a doubt. It's a possible. The, the dough means there's a doubt here. We don't know. So how do you treat Almanus Issa, the, the widow of the dough? So, uh, kol modim, everybody agrees, ba'almanos issa, the widow of the dosha, pasla kuhuna. She can't marry a coin. Um, so, let's look. Man meko bahani tanoi. Who was the most lenient opinion we had in the three opinions before? That was Yashin Gamaliel, the last one. He said, as long as she can produce one kosher daughter, then uh, she's not invalid. If you can marry the daughter, then you can marry the widow. If you can't marry the daughter, then you can't marry the widow. What was he coming to exclude? Lamute um, uh, Would uh, if she was married to um, uh, the doe, wouldn't uh, that would make her invalid? There is another opinion that wouldn't say that. Where do you see that? Basically, again, we're just saying if she, if the, the children would be puzzle, uh, as as he said. If you look at the children, apparently the almanus issa. Um, the kids will not be, uh, would not, she would not be eligible for a Kohen. Let's see Rashi, Lemute Almanus Issa, it's about a third of the way from the top. It's excluding Almanus, Lemute Almanus Issa, Dohoyo Diata No Sabito. You can't marry the daughter of the Doe father, Shema uh, Cholo Hayo, because maybe he was a Cholo, Vitnan Bas Cholo Zacho Possum in the Kululolam. So then, Iyata nosa amanaso. So since, since the daughter of the, the doe woman is not going to be kosher, she's not the doe woman, her husband was the doe, but since the child that was produced is not eligible for a kohen, so that tells you the mother isn't eligible for the kohen either. Is the mashmalat of Isa that really could be any puzzle? 
mean, here Rashi is specifically mentioning Chal. Is there a limitation? Would we say this guy's an Isa? Maybe he's an Amoni. Maybe he's in a. Well, it happens to be. It's, it's, it's the interesting thing is there's some views that if the father was a goy, she, the child could marry a Kohen because the mother's Jewish. <laughs> but if the if the father was a, a, a Kohen, not supposed to be married to her, so then even though the uh, then the child has a uh, has a taint, a taint from the Kahuna, the father was somebody who who ripped away his Kahuna. So that's actually worse than a, a goy. Moms would be another story. So I don't know if we're excluding the. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, like. Right. So that's right. 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 So that's a good. That's a good point. I didn't see among the worst. I, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. I, that's a good point. I, I have to think about that. Why Rashi picked that? But anyway, so even the most lenient view about judging the status of the mother would hold that the that the uh, if the the doe if a woman married to a husband of questionable status you definitely the mother would not be eligible because the daughter would not be eligible but the fact that we quote it it's excluding another opinion that says the doe girl would be okay they said she could my timer because it's a sveks sveka it's a doubt the sveks sveka lakula and when you have lots of doubts, uh, it's possible uh, that um, her husband uh, was a doubt. Uh, we don't know what he was. Maybe he was kosher. And even if he's... Um, uh, so therefore, we can be lenient to marry the, uh, the doe woman. Um, i trying to think why it's a sveik sveik. Isn't it a suffolk? Ba'alahayu suffolk. V'hiba mikoyach l'psul. First of all, it's the husband. I guess whether the husband would have made her invalid. But either way, the bottom line is uh, there's a debate here about the, uh, the doe girl, the doe boy, the man, the woman that married the doe boy. Are, is her child able to marry a Cohen or not? We had two opinions. Okay. Even though the three opinions we started with all said no good, but it's excluding there is one opinion out there that holds. Once you have lots of doubts, um, I, I get this in, in Hashkacha, by the way. This happens every day. Somebody they find something in the wrong dishwasher. So they're not sure if it was used in the wrong, did they use the, the, the fleshic spoon uh, for milkix or did it just go in the wrong dishwasher? Or they don't remember, did they do this or did they do that? Mm. And so they want me to tell them what they did, right? So uh, that's, uh, I, I hate those shyness. It's very hard to, well, what, did, what do you think you did? I don't know, like how am I supposed to, you know? But the halacha actually deals with what you do in the doubt. And what if there's a double doubt? Even first of all, I'm not sure what's a double doubt. We used it with. Uh, I'm not sure if it was if it was used within 24 hours or not. Or I don't know if it got hot enough to be a problem. And even if it did, I'm not sure. You know, if it happened or was it different. Uh, so the halacha, when there's doubts, sometimes things are permitted. Uh, um, not sometimes, all the time. The, the, the rules of a suffix or a sveik sveika are very different. Even Hilka Shabbos, by the way. If it's uh, maybe, you know, like, uh, um, I don't want to go, it's just, I just, it, the Gemara now is saying this, the, this opinion that the doe child is permitted is because we're not sure. We really don't know what, it could be when we're not sure you're allowed to be lenient. Or at least if you have more than one doubt, if you're, then maybe you're allowed. Okay, moving on. But we said, but when you know for sure you're in trouble. So Amrav Yudah Amrav, but we hold like Rav Lazar. Kamis Kamidish Amrav Li Hilu Shonav. Wait a second. We learned 
Hillel uh, learned Esara Yuxin Olam Abavel. There are ten different kind of Jews came ba- up from Babylonia. And he said they can all marry who they want. So you want to say that they can't? Let's ask a question. So again, the question is going to be whether the dough person, how bad that is. Can they marry the other classes or not? Um, so let's ask a question from the following. Arusa Shivra. Um, where did Hillel learn it? Rashi, Rashi just tells us. Hillel shown a Mishnah, Achas Babraisa, sorry, you, it's a Mishnah in the Braisa. Okay. But at any rate, let's go, go on to the question. Itmar, Arusa Shivra, a, a engaged girl gets pregnant, and she's not married yet. Ravo, Ravlad Mamser. The child is a Mamser. Shmuel says, no, Avlad Shtuki, we don't know. Ravo, Ravlad Mamser, Umwatu Ravlad Mamser. Shtuki is when we don't know the father. Right? right, we don't know. She got pregnant, and no, nobody is saying who she got pregnant from. That's a very specific situation. What if we do know? We wouldn't call her Shtuki, but she still qualifies as a Rusa Shishayim. Yeah, it means that where we, uh, she got pregnant of an unknown father. Nobody, nobody admits it. Right. My son, my son wants to adopt, and Ibadavka wants a Jewish kid. And my point to him is, excuse me, why is his mother putting up this kid for adoption? How do you know that he's not a momzer? Um, they talk. Know. The post can talk about this. It's a well-known discussion. Uh-huh. Well-known discussion. Uh, is the person if they go for a Jewish kid? And uh, the kinds of, you know, Jewish people very rarely give up their children. You know, they, they take their children with all their problems and all their issues. They don't, they don't, it's not, it's not our trait. To, that's hugger, by the way. You know, not feel, you know I, I don't need him. She throws him away in the bush. But that's not our, that's not our trait. And so if you, there is, doesn't that tell you there's really something, you know, as a mom's there, there's something. Uh, whereas if you convert them, the... But uh, they're different opinions. Different. If the halacha says the suffolk is okay, then uh, then it's okay, you know. So um, the, the, the post can talk about it. That it's a real discussion that you know the in halacha. Um, how do they paskin? I don't know. Yeah, have to ask you, Rav, if the, what the way to go is. But uh, but they, they definitely have long. It's definitely a worth worthwhile. It's definitely a Torah discussion. This the issues on these sides. But at any rate. Uh, so uh, this woman is pregnant, and we have no way of knowing uh, who the father is. Uh, but we've got this baby in front of us. They might even give this baby for adoption. You know, she drops this baby off, and uh, and the question is, we have uh, today. It's it, in the old days. There people left for adoption. You you didn't know where they came from. It, or even today, I think they don't have to tell people the past. Today, for health reasons, they try to. There there are sometimes ways to know where the parents came from. But in the old days, you really didn't know what the story was with this child. Uh, they, they they asked Ramosh. A lot of times, they would say the child was Jewish. Some people felt that people lied to the adoption agency because they were hoping that. Get some rich Jews to adopt this child, you know, or the adoption agent is looking to get someone to adopt, and so they will tell the people anything that they think they'll want to hear. They'll tell the Jewish parents that uh, oh he's Jewish, so they'll adopt him. They'll tell a Catholic parent he's Catholic, so they'll adopt. You know, so can you trust the adoption agency? Was the question. Uh, do they have any pro- do they have any belief? They're salespeople essentially. They're trying to convince you to take the kid, right? So, um, any rate, so. Um, 
Rav says the child's a mamzer, and Shmuel says he's a shtuki. Rav, Omar, Vlad, mamzer. Well, he, the, this, this child, who we don't know the father, can actually marry a mamzeris. <laughs> wow, Shmuel says, Avlad shtuki. It's no, we don't know. In the end of the day, we don't know Vasra mamzeris. So this, uh, this uh, is, uh, directly contradicts. Um, we said, Rav said the halacha was um, like Rebbe Eliezer, that it was forbidden, and Shmuel said the halacha was like Hillel, that it was permitted. And now we see the exact opposite, that um, Rav over here says that the child is allowed to marry, the, uh, the shtuki is allowed to marry the mamzeres class, and Shmuel is saying that he's not allowed. This is the exact opposite of what we just quoted, as far as Rav and Shmuel. So what are we going to do? So we have one answer. Maybe we mixed it up. Epech. Let's switch it around. Rav Omer Avlad Shtuki Vishmu Omer Avlad Mamzer. It's a last result. We're going to see other answers, but uh, maybe we just got confused in the second case and mixed up Rav and Shmuel. I mean, I do that all the time. But the, maybe the Gemara would do that. That's the question. Did they mix up Rav and Shmuel? So then the only question, though, is Vitarti Lamili. Why do we have to quote their opinions two times? Whether, the question is whether the doe girl can, uh, can marry a Mamzer. Uh, do we say the uh, or not? So Srika, Marbaha. If we only had this case, the first case where the doe, um, uh, the doe girl can't mishum de because that case was she wasn't, uh, uh, she wasn't engaged. She was, um, she was single. So a single girl there, we say the doe child is okay because the vast majority of men who she would have had relations with, the child would be Jewish. Abel Hassam, but where she was engaged, a roy psulametzlo, there, basically, if it was anybody but her fiance, the child's a mamzer. So, Ema, Moda, maybe admits to Shmuel, the child's no good. If you only had this case, because uh, at the end of the day, it's very possible she had relations with her fiance. I mean, she was, you know, you assume that somebody's engaged, they see their fiance often. And so if, if all of a sudden a woman gets pregnant and she has a steady boyfriend, so to speak, her, her fiancé, even if they weren't supposed to, it, even if they don't admit it, it's very, it's still, it's a, and again, we have no way of checking up or finding out the truth. This baby was dropped off for adoption and it's years later, uh, but uh, it's still likely that it was the fiancé and, and he would have been Jewish. Abu Bahab, where somebody gets pregnant from somebody from the street and nobody, there's no, no, you know, maybe Moral Shmuel, so therefore you need it. That's answer number one. Answer number two, you're saying, well, I really don't switch it around. And my mamzer come up, um, when he said she's a mamzer, love mutter by mamzeris. It just, it didn't mean that it's a mamzer and then he. I don't think. Where. Um, therefore it's needed yeah yeah I, I believe I said that but that's the first answer was that really this is if, as long as you switch it it's a second teaching of Rav and Shmuel whether the child of the uh, the doe uh, that we're not sure about can marry a mamzer the two way mach locus and we repeated it twice because we need to hear it by the the uh, girl that's engaged and by the girl that's single and we needed both or another answer, and the reason, again, we always do this, is that we'd really prefer not to assume we mixed it up. Really, we didn't mix it up. But then we had this contradiction. So the answer is, when we called the child a mamzer, it didn't mean that a, a, a doubtful mamzer can now go and marry a mamzeris. Ella de Asr Bas Yisrael. We just meant that he shouldn't marry a Bas Yisrael. But that, uh, 
uh, didn't mean he could go marry a mamzer because it's possible he's not a mamzer. Shmuel says a Vlad Shtuki, the Usr of Vasisra. He says no, it's, uh, he says that it's a Vlad Shtuki, that it's Usr. So, so then what's the difference between Rav and Shmuel? <laughs> They're both saying they can't marry a, a regular woman. Ella, my Shtuki, Shtunikso, Medin Kahuna. He's calling a Shtuki means that he can't be a Kohen. The more says Pita, Hashem, Medin Yisrael, Mashtikale. He can't even marry a Jewish woman, Medin Kahuna, me boy, certainly. Uh, he's not a Kohen. Allah, Maishtuki, Nupshat. Maishtikin Osem in the We don't let him inherit his dad. So the Morris said, Pshita, Miyadina. We don't even know who the dad is. So the Morris said, Lo Srika the Tophus. No, in case he claims somebody's his dad. He looks alike. Yiboy Seva, Maishtuki. And uh, they, there's all kinds of cases where they, they, they in the, an old generation, they didn't have DNA. If the child looked like the dad, they assumed it was the dad. The more said, or uh, or if the child didn't look like the dad, they assumed it wasn't, and and, and it's not it's not always true that way. Yeah, or or It means you check and We asked the mom, but Amr Navalti, and the mom says her boyfriend was kosher nemanis. Come on, Kareb Gamliel. I Amr Shmuel Chadasim. That isn't this a repeat? The Tanan Haisu Muberis. A woman is pregnant. Amr Matibu Shobrzu, and we say, what's inside you? Me Her husband was a kohen. Interesting Rashi over here. Rashi says, uh, maybe that was yesterday. Uh, Rashi said uh, when he was a Kohen, he says he was a Chashev, a person. Uh, this was on yesterday's page. That she, she was just bragging. She said, oh, my boyfriend was the best, you know, was the top, was a Kohen. So Reb Gamliel, uh, the Reb Lazar, Omer, in other words, it doesn't mean even that he was necessarily, what's the difference who she fooled around with? Uh, it, it, it really doesn't have the fact that he was the Kohen doesn't help her at all. Uh, she had relations out of wedlock, but the question, all she has to say is that it wasn't a mamzer or it wasn't a goy. So, but she says he was a Kohen, so the, the, they don't, it doesn't have to be a Kohen. There was a Rashi yesterday that said a chashuv, chashuv person. If I had time, I would show you that Rashi. I have to look for it. But, oh, here it is. Uh, Rashi on yesterday's page, Ayin Dalit Ahmed Aleph. Um, on the middle of the page, Rashi says, "V'koinu klomar meyuchasu." That's just interesting because when you think about it, what does she gain by that? By saying she was saying well, he was such a nice man, the one that she, you know, he was such a dignified. Well, well, why, what's he doing having a wife outside of it? But okay, that's what she said. Um, how do we hold like Rigamalia? And we needed to say it. That's where she was pregnant and, and um, she was single. But when she's engaged, a rope soon met, so maybe not, so therefore it's needed. Tanya, four lines to the bottom. Now we get to the final discussion, uh, which had the final part of the Mishnah. Uh, which has to, again, we, uh, until now we were finishing up on the dough girl. Now we're going to talk, uh, again, he's the dough boy. He was the dough married to the woman. What's the status of the kid and what's the status of the wife? Now we're getting to, what about Samaritans? What's the deal with them? And we're going to learn it's very complicated. And um, w- not only was there a debate about the Samaritans, but it could be it, it was one way in the beginning and then it changed uh, as the generations went on. And so that, that deals with it also. So Rebbe Lozer says, the Samaritans uh, lived in Israel and they kept Torah. They kept Shabbos. And in some cases, they, they looked 100% Jewish. 
Like you can imagine how challenging it would be to have, you know, Kusis mixed in. Even today, there's a few Samaritans. Uh, most of them have assimilated with Israelis. Um, and so um, the, uh, some of them have converted. It's a question, can you convert them or not? Um, but um, so you get a Kusi uh, who wants to come to a Beisden and get a Jewish rabbi to marry them. And uh, we can't marry him to a Kusis. Uh, again, we were talking about who can marry who. So what's the reason? My timer. So Amrev Yosekigir Achar Sardoros. We make him like a convert after ten generations. What's that halacha? The Tanya. Gir. Adasardoros Mutterba Mamzeros. A non-Jew for ten generations, he's allowed to marry a Mamzeros. According to that halacha, that a um, uh, he's not called Kahal. If he should choose to, if he wants to, the Torah doesn't forbid him to marry a Mamzeris. After 10 generations, Asma Mamzeris. And the reason why is that um, after 10 generations, you can't tell at all that he's a convert. There's an assumption that people up till 10 generations can still keep family uh, things going and uh, that you know that they come from converts. Right. And uh, But after 10 generations, you can't tell... Uh, where they come from. So therefore, people will think that a Jew can marry a mamzer because they know a very good Jew who, you know, with payas and the whole shebang, who's so totally Jewish, you'd never guess who he came from. So it's us. Not ten generations. It's until you no longer know that he came from pagans. Again, initially, you could tell a pagan from a Jew a mile away. You've got an old gear and you've got a brand new mamzeris. Amri, uh, so Amri Bar Yisrael, who called Nasu Mamzeris. People think a Jew could marry a Mamzeris. So that's why they said, no, don't marry any Mamzerim. Hacha, but over here, I, they both look the same. He's a Samaritan and she's a Samaritan. That's a perfect Shidduch. So again, the, the, the first answer was, why can't a Samaritan Jew uh, uh, marry a Samaritan female Jew? And the answer was that. Um, one of them might look like they're 100% Jewish, and the other one looks Goyish. And so people will assume a Jew can marry a Goy. They won't realize the one that looks Jewish is really uh, Goyish. So that's answer number one. Just like even though converts technically are allowed to marry Mamzerim, once nobody knows they're converts, they're not allowed. So too, a Samaritan that may look Jewish, maybe that's the reason he can't marry a, a female Samaritan that looks very Goyish, Again, you have the whole gamut. You have the one that's no question, she's out of the picture. And then you have the guy that there's no, you know, you can go, you, you, the, um, they have these Balchuva advertisements, you know, how they look before and after the guy with the motorcycle and the ponytail and the earrings. And then they show him in B'nai Brock and you'd never guess that that's the same guy, you know, like it just like, so, uh, but when, when it looks like a Jew marrying somebody, the Samaritan, maybe that's the reason. But the Gemara doesn't like that. As he explains, he held like Rabbi Shmuel to Amar Kusin They only converted because of the lions. Uh, the lions and tigers and bears, when the Sancheriv brought non-Jews to Israel, there were a lot of wild animals there, and uh, the people were getting eaten up. And they thought that the God of the land is angry with them, so they better learn how to follow the religion of the land so they won't get eaten by lions. So they're really only converted out of fear. And so that's not a good conversion. Uh, that um, 
that uh, the the problem is that they became mamzerim because the uh, since they were non-Jews and they took Jewish wives, they'd be mamzerim. But do we agree with Rabbi Kiva? How do we know if a Jewish woman has relations with a non-Jew that it makes her invalid? She doesn't have any children. It's only if she's able to marry them. If she can't marry them, since she can't marry them, the kids would be invalid. Hashter mamza habu misubiyaso. If a kusi is a mamzer, so certainly uh, the um, uh, and uh, certainly the um, the children wouldn't be able to marry. Uh, if the child, you can't a woman can't marry a uh, uh, the the man couldn't marry a Samaritan girl because she'd be like a mamzer. The, um, Let's see the Rashi. Rabbi Shmuel Savalikir Rabbi Kiva, five lines down. Da Chayvah, there Chayvah, Hilcha Kusi Lo Yisak Kusi Tervayu Suffik Mamzerim Heim. Each one might be a Mamzer. Di Yeshomer Koevman Who Bom Yisrael Sanus and the Suus Lovakakavim. Each one of them may have been a Jewish woman married to a non-Jew, and that would be a Mamzer. V'Zeb Bom Mikusi V'Kusis. Basically, we don't know the Kusim are mixtures. They there were some Jews mixed in. And so, therefore, they might be mamzers. One might be, and one might not be. So you can't really do a marriage between the two. That's what, that's what we want to say right now. Ella, uh, so, uh, So, again, we're trying to get to the, 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 this halacha, that one kusi convert can't marry another kusi convert, uh, what's the um, uh, what's the reason? So before we were trying to the first answer was that uh, since uh, one kusi convert might be a mamzer and the other kusi convert might not, that's the reason you can't marry the two. But that only works if you say that if they had it, it actually works to their disadvantage if there was a Jewish parent, because if there was a Jewish parent like Rabbi Akiva, the child would be a mamzer. But if they were just bad converts, then they could convert and there'd be no mamzerim at all. So, but the Gemara says, let's try a different answer that fits. Ella, he agrees that they're not good converts. And he held he was a mamzer. Even though they have a famous argument in Yavamos with the co-wives, Modim she'ain mamzer, they would agree that if the uh, the question is if somebody does yibum and they don't have a mitzvah to do yibum, so uh, the yibum means that a woman marries her husband's brother. So normally a, a woman is forbidden to marry her husband's brother. So what if she married him but not realizing that she was not not really obligated in yibum? Is the child a mamzer? So we're saying that uh, the child wouldn't be al mishe sura isra erva va'onish chorus. That's not a chorus. Alekias rabbanu rukiyav amriel chanav amrele amrevava barzvida amrel chanina amrele amrev yakar bar idi amrev yishuv ben levi. So now that we got that straight, shalish maklovish bedaver. There's three different issues over here. First, the question is: Are the kusim real? Were they one at one time real converts? Rabbi Shmuel Saber kusim geri arisen. He held. The Kusim were not good converts. The Kohanim Shinit Mubahem. 
and I, there were so some Jews that married into them. And the way we know is they have Kohanim also. They have Kohanim. The Samaritans have Kohanim. And everybody was excited to take their DNA to see if they have the Kohen, the, Levi, the Levi's genes, you know, if they have the, if they're Kohanim, we're the same, you know, what's, what's the deal? I don't, but nobody announced what happened when they took the DNA, but they have Kohanim, or there, there's some they claim to be Kohanim. So the question is, are, does that mean that there were Jews, and like the opinion that a Jew who has relations with a non-Jew, the child is a mamzer, so the, the, he says the Kohanim that were there were Psulim have. I, I knew in my day there, um, some, there were some Orthodox rabbis that took conservative shuls, and they were always the rejects. It was because they couldn't get an Orthodox shul that they went. And people should know that. Like these, these kind of people, why would they have done that? It's because they, and, and they didn't believe in what they were doing, and so it was a good job. So they, you know, you, an Orthodox guy, you know, the bum, could get a job as a conservative because any Orthodox rabbi knew ten times more than any conservative rabbi, and so you could always get, uh, you know, Long Island was full of them, you know. And, and you'd meet them, and, oh, I learned in this yeshiva, you know, like, uh, uh, but whatever. The, the, the ones that went there, we're saying the Kohanim that went to the Samaritans were only the rejects. He says, they're the thorns of the people. But that's why the ones they got were no good. They were legitimate converts. They were good Kohanim. They could be those Kohanim were taken and they didn't have much choice. So, why did we forbid them? We'll have to find out tomorrow. Okay. So we're in the mix of a complicated discussion of what happened to the Samaritans and what happened to the Kohanim that were mixed into the Samaritans and what would be the status of them and, and as far as their lineage and for a Samaritan to marry a Samaritan. Yes. Mm -hmm. This was a little earlier.